you know, it's a wonderful place that we can just come and worship the Lord and seek Him. It is one thing to watch online, but it's another thing to be in the presence with in the presence of others seeking Him and praising and learning His Word together. I want to thank the Lord for the powerful, moving, and challenging message that Pastor Ray shared last Sunday. Who among you were blessed? Raise your hand. All of us were blessed, reminding us in what we should be as a church, that we should be a church that would encourage, that we should be a church that support, a church that would live in integrity, compassionate, and that would, have, that would love one another. It's a very big challenge because it's not natural for us to love others. And Pastor Ray were mentioning about a conversation that we have Sabi sa sermon, we were having conversation during the peak of pandemic. And I just want to show you uh, the place where we were talking. Ito. Across that is Tantok saying, we're going to take a bus back, ho- back here to the church. We were discussing, Sabi ni Pastor Ray, he-, he mentioned in his sermon, how can we pastor the people during the pandemic? Pag wala kang di alam, ang desagot, I don't know. And I really don't know. I told him, I don't know. I can Google for the answer. I don't know. Even pastoring, even ministry, many times you don't know. Look at the life of the apostles. Look at the life when Moses was being, when, when God was bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. Do you think Moses knew what to do? Every details? No. They journeyed together. And I, I was challenged and I was moved when he said, you know, many times we don't know, but together we journey. We journey together. And we will journey together as a church through thick and thin. We will figure it out as we move along. Many times we don't know, but as we go together, the Lord will help us. And by His grace and mercy, He will see us through. We will journey together as a community. We will journey together as friends and family. And you know what? We thank God. Because now we are able to journey and we are overcoming pandemic. Matatapos na ang pandemic. Yung ibang bansa mayroon pa rin. Pero dito, we thank the Lord. Palakpakan natin ating Panginoon. We thank God now we can see each other even though I can see your smiles. But I can still see your eyes. Beautiful eyes dyan. We thank God we journey together. No, we thank God for His faithfulness. And one thing we should never forget, we should never forget what the Lord has taught us during the pandemic. He taught us what is important, what is essential. And one thing that we should never ever forget as things begin to return to normal, as when normalcy be being restored, we should never forget what is very important. And I think the Lord has taught us this. To be a community journeying together. A community that love God. A community that would persevere and manhirap na dinataanan. But to be that community, one thing that we should never forget and neglect. Oftentimes we miss out. If you want to have a really strong community, what should be established? You know what? We should never forget to be a friend, to be a companion. 
Kaya sabihin mo sa katabi mo, BFF kita. You know how strong a church is? If they journey together and they're, they're really close and intact, and they have that companionship. You know, as I was preparing this sermon, I, I saw this article, The Struck, and I think it's good for us to be a reminder. It says here, in this article, it says here, the lonely crowd churches dying due to friendlessness. The church is dying not because of poor theology, but because of friendlessness. In that article, it says, I'm, I have lost count of number of Christians who told me they either stopped attending church or left their church to join another one because they couldn't make any friends there. Simnong walang kaibigan dito, taas kamay. Who's your daddy? Who? It says here, and, and one person told me, they're nice to you, but no one becomes your friend. First timer dumating, very nice. The second time, hindi na first timer, bahala na. And it says here, it hurts when all that's friendliness leads to friendlessness. If we decide to build a community that heals, that brings restoration, then we must go to the basic. What's that basic? To be a friend. And I attended another conference about, conference about families and how to deal with the next generation. And I was reminded, the question that was posed to this speaker, he says, Why, what should we do? How can we prevent losing more young people from the church? How can we prevent young people leaving church? And sabi ng isang pastor, ito sabi niya, this, this pastor, he said this, one way for our young people or the next generation not to leave church is to make sure they have at least five or six meaningful relationship. Again, meaningful relationship intergenerationally. Ah. Too big muna. Nawahaw lang ako. What that it says, that these young person have friends from different status, different age, different background, and if that person have that close, meaningful relationship, that person will stay in church. I know a person, a family, who have their children, but because the children don't have any connection in the church, rooted, what happened? The, ch the children leaves. When the parents leave, I tell you, the children will follow. But I also know a person where the parents don't, don't go to church, yet ninang niya nandun, may youth group siya, mayroong part siya ng praise dancers. She, she has more friends. She knows people. She knows the ushers. He knows everyone. He knows when he entered the church, he knows them, not just in the small circle, but he knows people. You know, that person will stay because that person is part of a church. This is very challenging for us as a church. If we want the next generation, then we have to reach out to them. We have to be friendly, and they have to friend us. Friend, friends. 
You know what? In this article, it says here, it says that we can't sing what a friend we have in Jesus without His friendship affecting how we be friends others. Oftentimes, we sing this, but it should manifest in our life. Being a friend, being a companion seems basic, but oftentimes, we neglect it in our life. And it should be the one that we need to cultivate. If we desire to go deep in our discipleship, if we desire to be a community that heals, that express love, and be compassion. And I'm tied to this sermon, our need for compassion. Ano ba nangyayari sa akin? Too big. For a need for a companion. Better together. And we'll be reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 7 to 12. We invite all of us to stand as we read this text. Chapter 4, verse 7 to 12. Again, I saw vanity under the sun. One person who has no other, either son or brother. Yet there is no end to all his toil, and his eyes are never satisfied with riches, so that he never asks, For whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity and unhappy business. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But who to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up? Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But who can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Let us pray. Holy God, we need your presence. We need your Holy Spirit to make your word clear. You are our teacher, and I pray that you will help us as we dive into your word. Lord, I pray that it will not just stay in our mind. It's not just intellectual, but it will be transformational, Lord God. I pray that you convict us. If there's any errors in our life that we need to surrender, any errors, Lord, that we have neglected relationship, I pray, O oh God, that you convict us. And may you respond to be a friend that you call us to be because you call us your friend and you commanded us to love one another. And I pray that love will manifest in every sector here, not just in church, but in our homes, but in our, in our communities, Lord, and even in our work. So we surrender this time to you. Speak to us, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> you may be seated. <clears throat> If you glance these verses that we have read, you can easily could see how the author was comparing between the two. He was comparing a person that's living in isolation, one who's alone, one who is independent, and one that have a who have a friend, who have a companion in their life. He was comparing the two. A person that's alone, he says there, he will be deprived from pleasure. We read that in our text. A person who is alone, no one will rescue. A person who is alone can never keep himself warm, so especially sa malamig na gabi. A person who is alone will not be protected when the enemy would come. So there is a, a comparison there, and there's a need for us not to be alone. 
And the, the scripture, the, the writer is emphasizing the importance of a companion. Simon Chan, in his book, Spiritual Theology, he said this statement. He said, the nature of a Christian life is such that no one grows spiritually without some help from others. Strictly speaking, there are no self-taught saints. To think that we can teach ourselves is the worst sort of self-deception. If anyone make himself his own master, his own master in the spiritual life, he make himself scholar to a fool. Even the most mature Christians needs help from others from time to time. In his spiritual theology, he speak, in his book, he's speaking how a person grows spiritually. And he highlighted the importance of others in our life. How God would use people to bless us, to encourage us, to grow in maturity. In another book um, by uh, Reverend Dr. Edward, he says here, Today, we are almost totally dependent on books, on scholarship for reminding us of the depths and the nuisance of human interior development that have known in the light and path of Christian experience. What he says that we are dependent on so many things. We have more books today. You go to the books of Christian bookstore, there's so much books. Is it wrong to read books? No, it's good for us to read books. We attend people who are prominent, get a good speaker. Those are good. We can attend conferences. Those are good. But we are missing something. We have been largely missing the careful, chastised, long-term faith, grounded, tested, intuitive, person-to-person conveyance of a heart of a Christian awareness. What it says, we have neglecting it. We have devalued the importance of others, of a friend, of a companion to minister to us, to join in with us in our spiritual walk. We have gathered books. We can watch how many sermons you want every Sunday. You can just sit down at your home, just watch. Pagkatapos ng itong the living word, pupunta ka sa iba, pupunta ka sa iba. Pupunta. Kahit maghapon ka mag, magmanoon ng sermon, is good. But it's, you might be missing something. Because we need each other to grow. We need a companion. We need a friend to help us mature in our walk. You know, in a rapidly changing society, we notice that people's values change and the norms have changed greatly. We have become independent, self-reliant, driven and resourceful, and we brought that attitude. We have brought that attitude in our spirituality. And because of that, we neglect others. We neglect meaningful relationships. We forget to make companionship. We they never seek the direction from others and help from others. Naging soul of light. Not only that, we have become too independent that our goals and desire have shifted. Instead of seeking a life to live for and with others, we prefer to live life alone. Our motive is I, me, mine, myself, ako. Sige, dagdagan nyo. Now the focus is about me. When the heart is remain unchecked, things significant and essential such as relationship, family, friends will be ignored 
and overlook. That's why if you read in our, the text that we have read, notice how he started it. As, as he compared the difference between a one that's isolated and ones that you are, have a companion, he started it by confronting us with this. Do we truly value companionship than the riches that we can receive? Look at, the, look at this verse, and this leads us to the first point. A true companion is of great value. A true companion is of great value. You know, sometimes we realize natin pag the value of somebody, of someone that's dear to us when we lose that person. Do you agree? Pag nawala na yung tao, nag-break up na kayo, namatay yung tao, you, 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 you see, I miss that person. Therefore, we should never neglect, neglect them, reject them, never despise relationship, never despise or even never use them for your own benefit. Notice here how, how the writer was giving a sad reality when we don't value relationship and put premium on our restless striving after possession, power, and prestige. You know what happened? you feel alone and isolated and you will live in misery. Look at what he says in verse 78. He said, Again, I saw vanity under the sun. One person has no other, either son or brother. What he says, he has no relationship. Wala siyang son, wala siyang brother. I don't know whether he's alone or totally he cut himself off. But clearly here, the emphasis of this text is that they have no relationship at all. Why? Because he keeps on working, working and working and working. No end to all his toil. Trabaho ng trabaho. I'm not saying hindi tayo magtatrabaho, ha? Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, magtrabaho ka. We have to work. We have to be productive. We cannot be, mayroon term na ngayon eh, sly, mayroon term na ngayon sa office eh. I, I'm not sure. The, the millennials knows this. Uh, quiet, quiet resignation you just sit down there do whatever you want you see this person has no relationship why? we can see here that there's no end to his toil he keeps working and working and working he keeps working because what? his eyes are never satisfied with riches His eyes is, I believe he's already rich. But he's never satisfied. The reason why he keeps working, this person is still striving, is still toiling because he's, there's a greed in him, in his life, wanting more and wanting for, never satisfied. To the point that he neglect to ask the right question. What was the question? So that he never asked what? For whom I'm toiling in depriving myself of pleasure. He was focused on his greed that he forget what's really important. And what is this pleasure? If you go and read the, the Hebrew word, it's more of collective. It's not something you just get pleasure from some, something you get or something that's material, but it's more of collective relational pleasure. keep on working and deprive himself. He forget to ask the right question. 
Why am I working for? To whom why I'm working for? Because his aim was to satisfy his greed. And what did the, uh, the writer said? Unhappy business. Kaya tingin mo katabi mo, ano, unhappy ba yan? We are made for relationship. God created us for relationship, for companionship, for families. And they are, they are very important and we should never miss that. That should be our values. And this idea can be applied in many areas, in ministries, in families, in our homes. I tell you a story. I know some, uh, uh, two pastors, they were best friends when they were starting. Two pastors were so, they were serving in the next generation ministry, not here, but, but he, they both were serving faithfully and they were supporting each other, these two best friends. And then suddenly there's a new, new pastor who came in. The senior pastor came to the church. And this senior pastor came and these two best friends who are faithfully serving together, because of this new pastor who came, he talked to them and he said they did not like what they were doing. Alam mo ginawa ng isang pastor? Linaglag niya yung kaibigan niya. Because he wants what? Power and position. He forget that relationship is more important. Now that other pastor is no longer serving, he's broken. And it's so hard to restore him anymore. Now you can apply this in our life. In our personal life, the value of relationship, I remember I was so busy with work, school, and ministry that my son kept asking me, Papa, can we play? Papa, can we play? Cannot, cannot. I have to do a lot of things. I don't know, you know, working from home, you have to, I cannot. You, you, I keep on saying, wag, wag. He walks. So it's weeks to the point that I have hardly have time. So what I did, when, when I have the spare time, you know what I did? I went to Toys R Us after about one or two months because I was so busy. One or two months, I was so busy. No time for him. So I went to a, a Toys R Us and buy a toy for him. Pagbalik ko, binigay ko sa kanya yung talaruan. Anak, para sa'yo. I was convicted that time. I was giving the toy because I was guilty. But my son, what he needs is not the toy, it's me. Many times parents respond that way. We give the best things. We are guilty at times. We give the best things and we, it's good. We give what is the best. What, anong gusto mo anak? Tatlong handphone? Sige, 11 na. We want to give everything because we are at times guilty of not giving them our time. And I was convicted. Because sometimes they, just, they don't need the toys. They need us. They need us to be there. Kaya pag bibili na kami, bibili ng toy, kasama ko na siya sa Daiso. Marami siyang pigpipilian. 
when you go back, brothers and sisters, I, I, I rejoice with some of you going back to Pilipinas, having your tour, having your time. And pag uwi nyo sa Pilipinas, please, wag nyo neglect yung time nyo sa family. Wag kayong magpa-fly na pagpunta nyo, two weeks kayo, one week sa mga agmigas mo. Two days, kasi mayroon school reunion, pupunta ka sa Isabella. Pagkatapos mo Isabella, biglang in-invite ka ng isang pastor, Lika, punta ka sa sa Cubao. Sarap daw pagkain doon. Tapos ang bibigay mo sa anak mo o familia mo, babay, Remember, you're working for them. So if you ever go back, please set a time and date that this time is for you, my son, my daughter, my wife, my husband. It's for you. Walang aagaw nito. Time. Our family values our time. They need our time. We need to build the shared experiences in our, in our friendship here in church. You know, when we don't value relationship, what we reap are the miseries of isolation. You know people who have everything in life but alone lang sa bahay. Nag-away-away ng lupa, kunin mo na lahat, siya lang naman sa kubo. Isolation. Expensive toys are as, are, aren't as fun to play alone, alone. There's no point to have water skis if no one to drive the boat. Mahirap maglaro ng taguta o gawaan na mag-isa. Sige, maglaro ka magtagutaguan mag-isa. Baka may mumu dyan. A true companion is of great value. Second, a true companion multiplies productivity. Look how verse 9 says, "This two are better than one because they have good reward for their toil. We all agree that number, uh, number of people will really multiply productivity, but not all the time. Do you agree? Not all the time two is better than one, but many times two is better and we react this way. Do you think this person, this two person move somewhere? No. They are still two. Do you think they're better than one? I don't think so. I believe that this text is not just number, but behind it. Two is better than one when we walk together, when we have that unity. Two is better than one. It's, it's, it's more than just a number or figure, but behind it, why we are doing it. We are doing it with one person. I believe two are better than one when there is no competition, that we complement each other. When you value each other gifting. You know, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Two is better than one when you see each other, that person is really good and you value his gifting. Another part, two is better than one when we recognize each other's gifting and talents and contribution. 
Romans 12, it says here, verse 4, For as one body we have many members, and the members do not all, do not all the same function. They don't function the same. All of us are unique. All of us are different. Two is better than one when we function in love, not in competition. No else what will happen? We will not achieve anything. You know, I, I'm thank, I thank God for Pastor Ray and how he served the church and he really loved Living Word Fellowship. Kaya ganun siya umiyak. Mahal niya ang church. But you know, when he came into the pastoral, I was insecure. Be honest, I was insecure. Sino siya? Magaling. Chubby. <laughs> I was insecure. And be honest, his English is Oxford. My English is Facebook. And the way he expresses himself is so dynamic. Ang sarap panoorin. Hindi na mo napakinggan. Panoorin mo na lang. Very dramatic siya. Yeah? <laughs> I was insecure. And then, during the pandemic, you notice, he becomes slim. Ako naman, lumakin dyan. <laughs> Baliktad nga. Kaya linabanan ko lang siya. Nagpabikotin na lang ako. Doon ko na lang dinaan. I was insecure. I said, oh, he's wise, he's smart, he's talented, mega star effect. Parang ganun. Sharon Queneta, parang ganun na. But you know, we work together. Because despite of all these differences, he has his strength in his weakness, I have my strength in my weakness, we complement. It's by God's grace. I did not look at his, what he can do. I just look, how can we serve the church and love the church together? Many times when, when we are placed, I don't know, some of you, maybe in the ministry, may care group leader, or maybe in the ministry, na biglang na-assign, na biglang sino siya? Instead of looking at, at that person as a competition, is a God brought that, that person to you as to compliment you because you are weak. And He will help you and she will help you to serve so that you'll be faithful. When the person excels, do not bring him down. Rejoice because God is using that person. It is God's grace. Look at how God's grace are moving in the person's life. If a ministry is rising up, rejoice. If one care group is moving up, rejoice. Walang competition. We complement each other. We complement. And when we complement and know the season and the know what the Lord is exactly asking us to do, I tell you, we will produce.
two is better than one. First, a true companion is a great value. Second, a true companion multiplies productivities. Thirdly, a true companion journeys together. Now, before I will dive in, into the text, what we're going to do is to understand and appreciate how the author was writing and using um, a description of a journey of a traveler. Because he's so smart, he was using analogy to, he uses analogy to describe the harsh, difficult, risky, and uncertain terrain to emphasize as we journey in life, we need a companion to bring aid and support. Now, when you, you notice how he writes, parang hirap intindihin. But I'll tell you, when he was writing, he's having this picture in his, in his mind. This is the journey, this is the terrain that they were moving. It's a wilderness. It's a, it's a risky place. It's a desert. Now, if you have this picture in mind, you will clearly understand the verses now. It says here in verse 10 to 11, For they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But who to him who is alone when he falls and has no another to lift him up? Verse 11, Again, if two lies together, he keeps warm. But who can keep one keep warm alone? Now, the first one verse, in verse 10, it speaks that we know if you walk in the kind of terrain, you can suddenly sleep. Pwede kang biglang mahulog. Kaya sabi niya doon, if anyone sleep, if there's no one who will help him, who will lift him up? In verse 11, now, bakit biglang about lie together? Because at nighttime, in the desert place, malamig. 13 degree ang temperature at nighttime. So they need each other. May blanket sila, nag, mainit, close ang tulog nila. In 12, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, who will withstand him? Now, the event here, why did the author wrote this? Is because when they are traveling in this place, there are robbers. Kaya a person can be robbed so it's dangerous to move alone. Now, if you put these three things together, as I observe and notice this, there are areas in our life that we can control. Where the step, what are the things, how we can go. As we move up and down the terrain, we know which path to take. But there are also areas in our life that we can never control. You can never control the weather. You can never control... Oh, Yung temperature sa, sa desert, you can never. But there's also a moment in our life that we can expect. They know that this is a dangerous place and they'll be robbers. So in this moment, a companion, what kind of companion we need? He said, a companion that what? Would guide and rescue. We need someone to rescue us when we fall. Who among you have never fall? We fall at times in our walk in life, in our spirituality. There are times we fail. Some of you leaders, you spoke to somebody, a sister or a brother. Pinag, pinag, you advise that person to stop doing it. Ayo parin makinig, and that person fall. And how is your response? Three ways that we can respond when someone fall either. See, jangana lang. You just leave the person there. Another second way you can respond when a number falls is this. 
Samahan ko na ikaw dyan, ha? You know the person is living in sin? Tayo lang. Di natin pagsasabi, tayo lang. Or if you're a real person, you would look that person and say, come, you have fallen. I will help you. How is your response? In our journey of life, there will be moments that we will fall. There will be moments we might slip. But praise God if there's a person that would come and rescue us. But if you have someone in your life that has fallen, be there to capture that person. Wag nyo lang tingnan. Wag nyo lang samahan bigla at dun na lang kayo pareho. But be the one who is really a friend and said, come, pick yourself up. I will journey with you. In the moment that we can control, we need someone to comfort us. Someone that will bring, help us in a moment of discouragement. You know, in life, you will just suddenly experience pain and struggle. During COVID, people, a lot of our, our some of our the relatives, our members pass away. How do you respond? Those things we can never control. But as a friend, we help them in the midst of discouragement, in grief, in pain, in disappointment. Even in the moment of their sin, we help them and say, you know, you have to change. And I'll join in with you. But there are also times that we need support and strengthening. We need someone to support us. There are times we will experience family problems, marriages, and even ministry will drain us. But you know what? We thank God when there's a friend that would support us. There's a friend that will guide us and encourage us to persevere on and on. You know, I just want to show you a short video, and this one have a sound. And how to show us a person that's there to a friend who's suffering. And in this video that I will show, it is there's a lion who's being beaten by 20 hyenas. And let's see what happened to this person, this lion. My sound push. He can't keep them at bay for trying. He's tired and fast. His ally, Tartu, has heard the commotion. Defeated. 
But if there's another lion that would just come to him and rescue him, the hyenas would just run off. Sabi nung yung narrator, magpinsan daw sila. Baka sinabi nung isa, ang tagal mo naman. Ba't nandun siya? A true friend will come to the rescue. Many times we like this lion, thinking that we can stand alone, thinking that we can endure, but in reality, when everything is tough, the question is, where would we run? And we are, if we are seeing someone who's being attacked and being depressed and being discouraged and hopeless with the situation in life, will you be that person? Will we be that person that will rescue him? Be that good friend. But how can we be that good friend? How can we be that friend, that companion, that lion that would run after this? And let's give me some application. To be a good friend, and I will end shortly. We will study the life of David. To be a good friend, be a friend that will keep his promise. Jonathan kept his promise. And he was all there along when David was struggling. They were friends. You study his life. Jonathan promised, he provided, and he's there all throughout. To be a good friend, be loyal. Be a loyal friend. Now, this person, Abishai, is one of the mighty men, mighty valor, who, who was with David since start. He rescued David, he fought for David, and when people was going against David, he was there loyal. Question is this, are we loyal to our friend? If we hear some people gossiping about our friend, will we be the one who add or we will protect our friend? Loyal friend. To be a good friend, be a true teller. When David sinned, God brought Nathan to him and said, you are the man. You know what's the most valuable person in this life is a person that will tell us the truth no matter how it hurts. So value them. Someone will tell you because that person loves you, he will direct you and correct you. Not because the person hates you, but because the person loves you. We need Nathan in our life to tell us frankly, well, mali itong ginagawa mo. We need people. And we must value them and appreciate them and listen to them. Wag ang defensive agad. Wag ang Ikaw talaga. Open your heart and listen to them. Because God brought them to your life to correct you and to guide you through. And to be a good friend, lastly, be a friend that forgives. Saul's grandson. We know what Saul, King Saul, did to David. He tried to kill him many times. 
But what did David do? When Saul died, when Jonathan died, he was looking for those who is in Saul's lineage, and he saw his grandson. And what did he do to the grandson? He did not kill him. He did not destroy him. He showed mercy towards him. He even invited him to eat in the dining table. It means we are restored. Forgives. Church, there are moments in our life, in your care group, that you will be broken, disappointed, and hurt, and disappointed, and angered. But may the grace of God, His mercy, His Spirit, change our hearts so that we may forgive people, those who hurt us. To be a friend. Be a friend that keeps the promise. Be a friend that's loyal. Be a friend that tells the truth. And be a friend that forgives. You see, a true companion is of great value. I pray that we will find that friend. A true companion multiplies productivity and a true companion journeys with us. They rescue us comforts us, and strengthens and supports us. When I was preparing this, I have simple quote, and I said this, you know, finding a true friend is hard, but being a true companion is harder. Do you agree? We want people to be good to us, but it's so hard to be good to others. But you know what Jesus said and commanded this? How he called the disciples. He said, he said this in John 15. He said, this is my commandment that you love me as I have loved you. Greater love that no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friend. Now he said, you are my friend if you do what I command you. What's the word that command in verse 14? It points back to the first one, verse 12. Love one another. Jesus showed us an example to follow. And I and Jesus, to the Spirit, is the one who will change us so that we can be that friend to the people around us. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your word today, reminding us the value of friendship, of companionship, O oh God. And you see our hearts, our desire, Lord, that living word fellowship will be a play, will be a community that that bring healing and restoration to people that would come. But for that to happen, Lord, begin to work in us, that you would transform us with your Spirit, that you would transform us with your Word that will be a true companion that's great to be valued, Lord. That will be a companion would, that would encourage and accountable to people, Lord. That will be a companion that would rescue those who are hurting, a companion that would confront if need to, a companion, Lord, that would support. Panginoon, our desire, Lord, that this church, Lord, 
will be faithful with your command. Your command to love one another as you have loved us. Oh, baptize us with your spirit and your love, Lord. We need you. Teach us to forgive to those who have hurt us, who bring disappointment, Lord God. Teach us, Lord, not to have our bitterness, but to surrender it before you. Teach us, Lord, that we may seek reconciliation. Teach us, oh God, that we'll be a friend that's, that will keep our promise. That we'll be a friend that will be loyal. A friend that will tell the truth, no matter how it hurts. A friend that loves and forgives. Salamat, Panginoon, for your word today. Let's all stand. There was, there's a song that we often and we love to sing. But we hardly sing it since the pandemic started. And we're going to sing it. As you open your eyes, we're going to sing this song. And just sing it and let it be our prayer. Let it be our desire as a church. Let's sing it together. May we learn to love each other. shake hands, but we're gonna go around and bump each other's his bump. We're gonna go around. Okay? Sabi mo sa katabi mo, give me space. We're gonna go around. You know what? We are a church. We're a family. And a family is alive. May mga pasaway dyan, pero magundarin. Mamababay dyan. Praise the Lord. We are one family. We will journey together. We can't do past. We might be hurt. But you know what? God brings restoration as we set our eyes on God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. We're going to sing this song again. You know, it's been a while that we were going around. We're going to go around and just, you know, bump each other's fists. Wag muna magbeso-beso, huh? We're going to go around and we're going to sing. And I invite you to go around to the people. Those people you don't know, just go to that person. 
and just and tell that person I appreciate you. We are one family. Amen. Let's do it. May we learn. May we learn to love each other more in each new day. May words of love be on our lips in everything we beside you and tell that person I love you. There's a sister who sent a message to me last night when I was preparing this. And I want to quote that message. Let us be a healing community. We are not a community of perfect people. But let us strive to be an encouragement to the people around us. Tagalog na yun, hindi ko mabasa. Malali na Tagalog eh. Watch our words, our conversation, and our action. May it be pleasing to our Lord. And now I'll add, like what Pastor Ray said, we journey together. Let's just raise our hand and receive the benediction. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. 
Lord, baptize us with your spirit and your love that we may live a life that's pleasing to you, loving others and how you have loved us. We give you glory and honor. Lord, this is your church. Remind us to journey together to be a great companion, a friend to each other. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you those who join us online. Hopefully we can see you next week. God bless everyone. Thank you everyone. Just turn to the person and tell that person, I love you. Ha, ha, ha.